there were some of those, but I know there were a lot of like sussy baka. Oh requests. no! <laughs> um, Yo, now there's gonna I, be yeah. a clip of you saying sussy baka on the internet. Oh no, there already is. Hey, what's up, Cubers Live peeps, and welcome back to the greatest cubing podcast in the world i am michael chai your host and beside me are my co-hosts carrie hello and manu what's up how it go everybody how goes how goes what do you guys do today 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 i did nothing i just you see the stupid bed i just lied in this dumb bed and worked all day that's it i did nothing else carrie this is work Manu, did you work or did you do nothing? Uh, oh my god. Let's leave that to the imagination. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. If you're like if you're just lying there, you're recuperating. You're letting your Hey, body I was working. Heal. I was busy I was well, I don't know if I can say exactly what I was doing. But I, I was I was working, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's trust fair. me. Don't worry. The, the viewers admirable. know. The viewers know. You yeah. you guys know how it is. I was working. Yeah. Respectable. What about you, um, what was I doing? I was eating a meal, and then I was editing a storyboard for a YouTube mm. video. Oh, is it is it a secret? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, <laughs> it's, it's something that, like, I'm worried. I, I don't want it to leak. So, that, yeah. Hey, that's that's our new job, Manu. We're the press, and we're going to figure out <laughs> what Carrie's up to. The, the whole point of this <laughs> podcast is just... Carry KH news. That's it. I yeah. no. I think it, it's it's like I'm not worried about any leaks though because, um, you know our audience is gonna be speed cubers, and I I don't know how much overlap there would be. Is so this for I your? Is this for the main channel or one of the other? Oh, the, the, if I tell you, that's more information. Okay, get. fair enough. And, fair enough. Well, we know <laughs> it isn't for cube roll then, right? Because he's like, oh, there isn't that much oh. overlap. See, oh, no, so, it's, yeah, it's not. So that, that, hey, dude, you leaked some information there. You shouldn't have said that. Oh, oh damn. Oh, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Whatever information you have, you can play with. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess viewers, you, you better subscribe to Carrie because that way you won't miss out on whatever his secret project is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job, Manu. <laughs> we, we That's did true. It. Hey, it was an efficient plug, right? I guess it worked. Oh, yeah. It I appreciate it, Manu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyways, I hope all of you guys, if you listened to episode one and episode two, that you guys uh, enjoyed the previous episodes. Um, this is something that we're still kind of learning as we go. And really, it's a, it's a free-flowing piece of content that we're working on. So, you know, if you have anything that you guys think you want to hear or listen to, if you have some feedback for us, you can always just let us know. But today, all of us were... Th- kind of reflecting upon the pandemic and and really how it affected us and cubing in general um i don't know manu if you just want to start um how, how did the pandemic affect you like, yeah so i guess uh i mean i think it's pretty i think anyone who has not who, whose claims that the pandemic did not affect them has to be lying at this point right there, there's okay. no way there, there cannot be a single person on the planet who is like yeah i i actually just like live in a hole and i've not not had contact with any other humans for like i don't know like 
10 years. So I don't even know what pandemic is going on. But then also, for some reason, is listening to this podcast. I don't know exactly how that works. But in any case, yeah, I mean, pandemic has been pretty rough, I think, for everyone, right? And uh, I think it was pretty rough for cubing also, because as, as you guys are probably aware, cubing kind of needs, it involves your hands, right? And it involves other people scrambling your puzzles and, uh, you know, using... But that same puzzle is coming to you without any sort of like sanitation or anything like that so and there was also just like you know hundreds of people in like the same room so of course you know when when the coronavirus uh you know big was just spreading out everywhere obviously cube comps needed to go uh, of course you know cube comps not not always more important than uh the health and safety of the cubers themselves so yeah it was pretty rough i think for cubing i think i was like extremely disinterested in cubing for a long time disinterested in getting faster at least of course like you know we were still doing twisty puzzle cup and i still had like my cubing friends but you know i think even up until now because the there just isn't that much there there quite literally isn't any competition you know i've not really cared about cubing at a particularly high level i don't know if it's the same for you guys yeah i think um speed cubing before the pandemic was kept alive by competitions because you know i've burned through so many other hobbies that didn't have such a devoted community but because cubing would always give me something to look forward to in the next two months it was always like something was happening you know there's some sort of uh what's the word like not not festivity but um like some uh, like flavor some of the month yeah yeah yeah, I mean, because yeah. I, I remember distinctly when, you know, like, because when you go to register for a competition, right, you can see all the other people who have, like, put in their registration. So you can see it's like, oh, hey, like, Carrie is going to this comp. Oh, hey, that's super cool. Like, you know, I haven't seen Carrie in a while. Like, you know, I can we, can, we can, like, talk or whatever. So it's just an extra incentive to click register and just go to the comp, show up. And, you know, since you're going to go to the comp to see your friends, you might as well try to, like, you know, break your PR or something, too, right, along the way? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both those factors. Um, did you guys participate in the cubing at home competitions? Ah, yeah. So I guess really quickly for those who don't know, cubing at home was uh, actually an online competition that was done by, I think the cubicle, I think cubic USA was also involved, but uh, it was actually yeah. really huge, right? Like uh, there were like people from all of the world who were participating. Yeah, definitely. It was like thousands of people who competed at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I competed in one of them. I think one of the very, very early ones. But I remember one one good thing about cubing at home is that they were like, if you don't think you are fast enough to like make, I think either finals or podium, then you don't need to take a video, right? You can just submit your times and just just kind of chill, which is actually pretty convenient because like I, I'm not I'm no top speed cuber, right? But it was still cool to be able to participate without having to really put in like any effort whatsoever so yeah what you're saying is right with the keeping at home competitions and I, I do think that it was really good for the speed keeping community because it was something that was like really needed everyone was yearning for a competition yearning for some sort of group activity um but the last part that you're talking about how you weren't really fast enough and then how we were talking about how there were so many people who competed mm -hmm. and that actually didn't really make it a great experience for me. I did compete. It just felt so pointless. Um, I didn't really get the community draw that maybe some other people did. Um, 
just it wasn't enjoyable just because i knew i was mediocre compared to i was literally in the middle of the pack mm-hmm. <laughs> right um so that's just how it felt so um definitely made me realize that at least the way that it was done is definitely not a replacement for competitions because at a oh, competition yeah. you definitely feel a little bit more of a just a presence of just being with friends and having a good time yeah it's like playing in the playground or something like that something like that yeah i definitely imagine that if if you're even slower than chai or well, i'm slower than chai so that includes me but if you're like a newbie and you enter cubing at home you might feel like you're a drop in the ocean and you don't even exist but i remember at my first competition um Noah Arthurs came out to me and like wanted to talk to me about like blindfold solving because I had just gotten started and it, it sort of feels like these big fish will kind of like you know scoop you out and try to help guide you to become better and that doesn't happen in a virtual competition yeah that's a good point yeah I mean a lot of like oh, yeah I, I think it's similar to like well I think it's somewhat similar to I, I know that's that smash was having a big was having a lot of difficulties when it was moving to online well a because you know there were technical issues obviously there's like online lag and things like that but also just like i i remember a lot of people were just like the atmosphere is just is not the same right like you can't like you can compete online and you can you know join a discord call with some of your friends and you, you can also be competing but it's not the same as like being able to like be in the same like venue and like you know watch watch like fast cubers with like your own eyes and stuff like that and yeah, it misses out on a lot of the, I guess a lot of like the, I don't know if you want to call it like soft um, sections of competitions where, yeah, you just get to interact with like a lot of other people, um, which is, yeah, kind of a shame. I mean, I don't know. Personally, that's kind of why I think that online competitions are a good way to get a lot of people involved, a lot of pe- a good way to get people interested, but nothing will really beat, I think, the just the experience of just being there in person i don't know maybe i'm a bit of a boomer what do you guys think i agree yeah i mean you're you're definitely right i think it's at least at the way it's done so far probably is something that's more enjoyable just to watch than to actually participate in so it's online competitions are maybe more or less skewed towards having a more competitive aspect Maybe people that are closely um, averaging the same thing, and mm-hmm. maybe people that are faster, top 100, stuff like that. I think that probably works a little bit better in feature competitions like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that because of pandemic, you know, it kind of robbed us of like all of a lot of different things, right? You know, a lot of like sporting events were shut down. You couldn't go to like to go to see a concert, right? Like if if I gave you the op- the opportunity to like go to a concert virtually and then, you know, and go to it in person, I think ba- almost everyone is going to take the in-person opportunity. Of course, you know, without COVID and, you know, the fact that you might get sick or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was to the point where, because I-, I graduated in 2020, we had to do our our graduation in Minecraft because, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't have like people, all these people like show up on campus, right? Because there would just be way too many people. This was the early days of the coronavirus. So we had, we had to do it in Minecraft, and you know it was it was an interesting experience. But I think uh, we ended up doing a like a like a redo. I, f- I forget what the official name is. We just called it like fake graduation because it was not our real graduation. Um, that was last year, right. 
And then when we, the fake graduation was was pretty fun because then everyone was there. It was like this like amphitheater. You know, you walk across the stage, get your diploma. That that was really cool. Right. I thought the Minecraft graduation thing was a meme because I saw people post about it, but no, dude, it's real. It's real. They real, they, remade, they remade yeah. like the entire campus, right? Then they also remade like the adjacent streets and um, like the rest of the city. There were like places that students would use to go, like restaurants and stuff. They like remade all of them, just just in Minecraft. That, that's crazy because I'm trying to imagine like the board of some like college <laughs> and these people who are like in their fifties or sixties trying to like. <laughs> figure out what the language of minecraft is like what does it mean to place a cobblestone block i don't know what that means. yeah yeah so so i mean i'm pretty sure they did none of the work they were just like they just probably officially sanctioned it they're like okay like oh, you know okay. you can use the university logos and stuff like that but i think all of the work was actually done through um a facebook group and it was funny because when all this all this like coronavirus stuff was going down in february uh, my friends and I, we were we were just kind of like memeing about it. We're like, haha, guys, what if like we tell, what if we like you know organize like this Facebook event and then we say, oh, it's like you know graduation, but it's gonna happen on Minecraft, and we we were just joking about it at the time. And then like one day later, someone else posted it, right? And that one actually caught on on a lot of traction. So I'm just I was just thinking like you know we could have been the ones to organize the whole thing. You know they would have interviewed us in the newspapers and stuff, but yeah, you know, alas, <laughs> I guess it is what it is. I think it's it's a good thing you you didn't have to do it because I think it just have been a lot of pressure, like thousands of people are counting on you to deliver the graduation experience, and if you if you mess it up, it's all on you. Yeah, I guess that's a good point because I think the the server was not ready for the traffic. It it was it was just not ready. Like people would like join and then instantly just get kicked, and I think it was to the point where like the actual people giving the speeches and stuff, they just they were just on like a completely separate server. Because otherwise, right. they because they would just get kicked and stuff. Yeah, because isn't your class like five thousand plus people? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's a very very big. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the limit is for Minecraft servers, but it definitely is below that. Almost certainly, right? Unless unless it's like high pixel or something. I have no clue. I think it was. I actually have no idea. I I know nothing about Minecraft. I just I think they made it in, they definitely made it in creative on super flats. That's all I know. Right, right. I and mean, that's the best for building stuff. Yeah, I guess it would have been hard to like, but it would have been crazy if they actually like recreated like the geography like around like around the campus and stuff too. But no, they, they, that they just been cool. they just made everything yeah. flat. Mm. Yeah. I will. I remember when that happened because it's not that I thought it was a meme. I saw it on the news. I mean, it was a meme. It, was, it wasn't. To be clear, it was definitely. It was definitely a meme. Yeah, it was definitely a meme. But I saw it on the news, and I actually disassociated it completely, and I didn't even know Manu was a part of it. He was. Yeah. I didn't realize he was part of the graduating class that graduated in. In my. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now, now I'm gonna like have to like, tell like like I'm gonna tell like my youngsters. kids and my grandkids like yeah you know back in the day we used to graduate in Minecraft. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna hear the word Minecraft and think it's some like old-fashioned like, like thing like the gramophone. Dude, who knows, man? I mean, Minecraft, Minecraft is crazy. Like, Minecraft was like made like twenty years ago or something, right? And like now, it feels like it's more popular than ever. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, not quite twenty yet. Don't make me feel old. Oh, really? Okay, I'm sorry. Two thousand nine. Oh, two thousand nine. Really I, I was not even close. It's like only like thirteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're yeah. way off. It's, hey, Minecraft just became a teenager. Hooray. Oh, this wait, year. that makes sense. That's why we're seeing the growth spurt, right? Because Minecraft was big back in the day. And then it lulled. I didn't okay. hear about it at least. Oh and then now it's the growth spurt again. It's the it's the teenage yeah, but, phase. But my, Minecraft isn't a human. It doesn't have hormones. It, yeah, but like, I'm just saying that it's exhibiting the same cycles as. Uh, does does Minecraft have a pituitary gland? I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, that's what you think, Carrie. Who knows? But, you deep, know, deep in the code. Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk may tell you otherwise, but we may or may not be in a simulation. <laughs> yeah, then, I mean. Yeah, that's true. I, I could take that we're in a, a simulation, but... All I'm... options are on the table here. Maybe Minecraft is a human. Maybe maybe yeah, Minecraft is possible. Human. Jeez, dude, this conversation got completely derailed. What were we talking about? Well, actually, okay. So, like, through the pandemic, right? Um, because, yes, you're right. Um, through the pandemic, uh -huh. and I noticed you guys were talking about how maybe you guys were not cubing as much. Um, I was actually kind of the opposite. I definitely practiced a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like on the heavy grind. I was doing three by three. I was doing mega minks. Um, I didn't really do a lot of four by four, but all of my main events, I was working really hard on and I got faster. Um, and I was learning some big alg sets or really just one big alg set. I was working on mega PLL. Um, That's a big but one. Yeah yeah um so i actually practiced a lot more during the pandemic but what ended up happening was i ended up flaming out because it ah, took yeah. so long for the world to go back to normal or as normal as we know it right now so at the yeah. end of the day i still flamed out and i still stopped keeping for a while so it's kind of nuts so if know. there was a competition during your like grind grind phase during the pandemic you could have locked in some great times. I, I probably could have gotten sub nine three by three for sure. I could still get sub nine now. Like that's how much I've improved. It's just not as much of a gimme, these, you know, these days. Yeah, I mean, throwback to the to the uh, the Mega Monks era, man. Those 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 are like some crazy crazy times. Um, Mega Monks. Yeah. Yeah, so Chai mega, has mega, Chai, yeah. Chai has this like it's like it's a meme on his on his Twitch channel where sometimes he oh. just calls Mega Minx Mega Monks and then he has like a he has like an emote of it too. Okay, well I'm looking at your WCA profile and I know that like it says you got a 49 average before the pandemic. So yeah, is that, is that like you're miles ahead of that now? I, I don't know. So what happened was. So at the time, I had just started learning some basic algorithms for Mega PLL. I probably knew maybe like 50 because there was a lot of 3x3 transfers. Yeah. And a lot of really easy cases. And I did get the 49. I think it was at SAC, like two months before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Are you looking at SAC? Right, yeah. yeah, the very first one of the decade. Oh, that's really sad because that is the competition where I remember. So this is sidebar manu sidebar so i was at data entry at that competition and then this kid i know this kid i'm not gonna say his name though just in case um he came up to me and he was like dude did you hear that kobe just died oh like, no not yeah i remember I, this comp yeah 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 i remember hearing about it at the comp because it was the same day and i just stared at him and i was like what <laughs> it's like, dude, that, thought, that, that's not that's not a funny meme, man. That's really not funny because also when you searched it, 
it was really hard to find because it literally had just happened. Yeah. The helicopter crash just happened. So when he told me and I searched it, I actually didn't even see it. You had to like TMZ. wait, uh, refresh a couple times. Yeah, and then it started showing up. Um, it didn't really show up in the news. It showed up in tweets first. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just... So that another vivid reason I remember that competition. I just wanted to, you know, share that. There are certain moments in your life that are definitely unforgettable. So that's definitely fun. Yeah, I mean, a, helicop a helicopter crash is like such a unexpected way to go. Yeah, for, for a guy yeah. like Kobe too, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think the autopsy, was it Wait. an autopsy or the uh, investigation? Today? What was it, Carrie? Oh, I don't know what the autopsy revealed, but today might be exactly two years since then. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Really? It might be. It might be one or two days off. This so... is the day we're recording this, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not the day for, it's coming out. For the listeners who are um, concerned, we are recording on the twenty fifth today of January. Um, but yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, did not even think about that mm. part. But yeah, the investigation revealed that the pilot was indeed disoriented, and they flew straight into a mountain like going down. That's why the helicopter was accelerating because the helicopter was trying to go above the clouds and the pilot thought they were going up. So at the very oh, least, oh, geez, wow. they they didn't even know what was happening. They just they just saw like a bunch of clouds and they just died instantly. And, and at the very least, died. painless death, I think. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess there's no way to know for yeah, sure. Yeah, who knows for sure. Yeah, but rest um, in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, but I was competing in Mega. I also got a 40-second single, which was, at the time, yeah. way too fast for me. <laughs> I, I see that now, and your second fastest single is a 45. So. Yeah. So <laughs> where did that come from? Was it, like, uh, some I got skip? a PLL skip. <laughs> I got oh, a PLL skip. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was still doing full look last layer. Like, I was, so, like, that mm. was really funny. And then I got the sub 50 and I was like really happy about it. And then ever since then, I there wasn't really that many Mega Mix comps left. Hadn't broken it. Pandemic happened. And I slowed down. The reason why I slowed down is because I started to deconstruct my Mega Solves. I felt like my turning style was inefficient. I felt like the way I was pairing up pairs were inefficient. I was spamming TPS. And I slowed down a last layer because I took a long time learning those outs. So it took me, I would say it took me almost a year to learn full Mega PLL and even get back up to the speed that I could break my PB. Mm. So that, what, that's one year ago, basically. Yeah, and I think also during this time, you were also messing around with uh, secondary S12 orders too, right? Yeah, I was trying to be creative because, well, all I had was time, right? So I was trying to figure out um, my top layer if I could actually solve on a different top layer because it would make more sense during S2L. S2L is like the second layer of a Mega Minx, the second big block, basically the second step of Mega Minx, if you're not sure what that is. Um, so I would say since last year, I've been faster. And then through the summer, I was really fast. I was pushing sub 46. I, I would say on stream. Oh, wow. Too. Yeah, sub 46 second averages were happening. And then yeah. that's when the burnout happened. It just, you know what? Why it that's just crazy? What? That's crazy because when I started cubing, I remember the world record average was 46. 
I forget who held it, but it was like 42 single, 46 average. And now you say you could beat it <laughs> on any average average. I think when I started cubing, I think Juan Pablo Juan pushed Pablo. sub 40. Juan Pablo pushed sub 40, I think, 2015, maybe? But I it was pretty close. Because at that time, he used the Diane, like the with oh. Riddick. Yeah, is that out of that's oh, out really? of fashion now, right? Yeah, but shortly after, in like 2016, 2017, that's when the Galaxy came out, and then all of the yeah. times started to go down rapidly. Yeah, yeah, and then I stopped cubing carry for like the second half of 2021. That's when yeah. the burnout hit really hard. So I'm trying to pick back up where I left off. I think it's easier to rebuild rusty skills because they're still in your brain somewhere, just locked away. Yeah, it's also that's like true. before, like you know. Because I, I remember, cause I remember seeing this when we were watching the divisional, uh, the divisional games this weekend. Like, you know, before you would have to like pay attention and you know like really like learn like okay like this is like this is X four or whatever, right? And then uh, you know, but like now like you can kind of just do it somewhat passively, like while watching while watching like a TV show or watching a football game in this case. This is like okay, like what is this case? Okay, like I, you know, I sort of remember this. Let me look it up. Go back to the game, and then you can kind of just like, it, like the flow is like a lot better, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's more subconscious. I guess it works similarly to like a, I don't know if you guys ever ever heard of like space repetition systems, for like I I've used them a lot in like language learning. And I think people use this a lot if they're when they're studying for med school. No. So like, is it, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, like what it is is it's like flashcards, but but smarter. So like you create like a flashcard and then the flashcard, you know, let's say like in, in my case, like, you know, it's, it's like Japanese, right? So it has like a word and then it has the definition on the back or whatever. Um, so you see the flashcard, you know, you either get it right or you get it wrong. If you get it right, then what you, what it does is that instead of like reviewing the flashcard the next day, it will give it to you two days from now. Then, then when you go and review the flashcard again, if you get it right again, oh, then it does yeah, it four days from now. So that way, like, what it does is that, and if you get it wrong, right, then it, instead of doing it from four days or two days, it does, like, tomorrow. More recently. So then you have to look at it tomorrow, because then it, like, stays in your head. It's like, okay, like, I got this wrong. Like, now, this time, I'm going to make sure that I get it right. Yeah, so, yeah I've so, heard of this. It's, it's sort of, like, fine-tuning the frequency of these terms based on how much you need help with those terms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like weird. It, it it yeah, it like figures out like like also like if you just do it over time, eventually you get a sense of like okay, like this word is like hard because, you know, I st I'm still seeing this word every couple days. Whereas like this word is as like on lock. I never need to review this word again because I haven't seen this word for like a year. So therefore like I I just like know this word now. And if I didn't know this word, then, you know, when, when the next time the review comes up, I'm not going to know it. And then it's just going to bump me all the way back down. And then I, I have to like review it again. Right, right. Oh, do, do you notice that it has helped with your Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, uh, so I started using spaced repetition, uh, I think in my second year of college to specifically for kanji, the, the Chinese characters. And I think because of that, like my, like, I, I, I always kind of had an affinity for kanji, but like, I think because I learned the space repetition, I just like picked up a ton of kanji very quickly just over that summer um yeah it really helped me out in the in the following semesters so yeah i think space repetition yeah. is good if you're listening to this and you're a med school student or you're trying to learn a language or you're trying to memorize anything uh using just flashcards is not good enough or you could use it but space repetition i think is really good there's better Tried tools out. out there yeah i mean it sounds really useful even in the context of cubing because yeah. i was just thinking yesterday i was trying to 
Okay, this is kind of embarrassing. I still don't know C all of C O L L. There's still like mm -hmm. maybe six algorithms I don't know. So I was like, I, I decided to myself, I'm gonna learn them. But then like they showed up in a solve and I messed up one of them. And I just thought to myself, I wish I could see this one more often so I could drill yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there also like drill the th recognition. Chai, you were also mentioning this also, right? Because like you were like, okay, I need to just see them in solves now. Or no, no, I think you were like, I need to force the cases so that I can know how to solve them instead of just like hoping for me to see them in the solve because I need to see it more often in order to be able to do it. Yeah, it's like just basically having a trainer, right, Carrie? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, but I, I, I guess like Manu said, I wanted it to show like show up organically in a solve. Um, oh, like, when, yeah, when so it's like in the whole flow of things, basically. Yeah, yeah, because when you're doing a trainer, your brain is kind of in the mode of like, I'm thinking about the new algorithms that I just learned. Right. Um, but that's not how it's going to be in a competition. No, it's not. Um, and that's probably where maybe learning algorithms gets a little bit weird. Um, just in case the listeners aren't aware, and if you're watching audio, we can like show you a little bit, but COLL stands for corner orientation, oh, yeah. the last yeah. layer. Um, but basically, when you're looking at the cube, uh, when we orient the cube, we're trying to get the top color to be the matching. So in this cube, it'd be blue. And then basically, he's trying to solve all the corners, essentially. That's COLL. Um, yeah, um, with the trainers, with the Mega PLL trainers, I find that it's really helpful when I learn a fresh out. But where I really start to get it down to a T is... I didn't really do a lot of last layer training, but the last layer training helped a lot. So I did the whole last layer mm. instead of just the algorithm. But I didn't get it down, like you said, Carrie, until I just did every single solve. And then just, I either knew it or I didn't. Um, which is interesting because this thing, what is it called again? It's called space. Space repetition. Uh, space repetition. It just sounds like the mental equivalent to what I'm aware of with basketball players. So like when they mm. practice free throws or three pointers, they basically just shoot and suppose, supposedly they're supposed to make 10 in a row and then they move on to the next spot. If they miss one, they start over their count. So it's, it's interesting how there's like a huh. mental, a mental comparison to something like maybe physically that you practice uh like a physical practice routine there is a mental equivalent i think that sounds really cool because if i had a trainer that also did something like that that would be really cool but obviously the computer is not going to know whether or not i solved it or you know whatever well i mean so oh. so the, the same thing is with language learning right like you you're not like saying like you know like this is what this is what it is Usually it's like, you know, you see the, you see whatever word and then you see the definition or whatever. And then you say like, okay, like, you know, I got it or I didn't get it. Or, you know, like this was a, like, I was able to get it really easily or like it took me a long time to get it, but I did get it. So it, I think it always is going to require some sort of feedback loop, but you can always just provide that feedback loop yourself. One thing which would be yeah. interesting actually to develop now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might actually be possible to do, cause you know how like there are like sequence of moves that will always give you like a PLL or will always give you like, you know, last layers like not solved. Sure. I wonder if there's a way to for, well, I guess it'd be easier for PLL, but like, I wonder if there's a way for it to like give you like, okay, like, like here's like this set of moves. If you do this scramble, you will definitely get a PLL. Then time how long it takes you to recognize and then solve the PLL. And then based on that, like I will determine that if you did it like quickly or not quickly, 
and then I will either recommend it to you more or less, depending on like how quickly you did it. I feel like there's too many ways to solve F2L for ever, for that to ever be reliable. Well, but so I think... so like instead of using like just like a complete like fresh scramble, it's like a scramble that only gives you like like it's guaranteed to like preserve everything except for PLL. Because there, there are scrambles out oh, there that do that. Okay. No, no, no. I, I know what he's talking about, Carrie. So basically, you have a PLL... Tr or yeah, PLL yeah. It's a PLL trainer. trainer. Yeah. Um, and then what you do is it works the same way as a normal trainer, except you tell the user to start the solve immediately. And then the trainer reads your total time it takes. Or you can select that did not finish, you know, I quit, something like that. And then it uses AI or some sort oh, of algorithm okay. it's, to it's determine... Like how frequently average. yeah how frequently you're gonna see that case again basically right right i was just thinking what about um smart cubes that can sense mm. every move and then like they could actually time exactly how long each pause is yeah yeah i mean i know Probably. that i know that they're i know that which whichever cube can connect on to what is it called like go beast or something it, q beast q beast yeah Whatever cube yeah. can connect onto Cubeast can actually show you like, okay, like this is how long you took to execute like your cross or whatever. And then this is how long it took you to execute your F2L. But then this is like the pause in between where you just weren't doing anything. So there are actually, well, I don't, so it's not exactly a tool that you can use for like a trainer. It's just that you can just see like, okay, like, like I took like a one second pause here. And it's like, okay, like I really should not take like one second pause or whatever, right? So you can just see like, okay, this solve felt really fluid because I didn't pause. Then you can just like kind of like reaffirm that you didn't pause, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Carrie, I, I just wanted to ask anyways, you said you only have six cases or six algs left for COLL. Which ones have you not learned yet? Um, I have not learned a couple of the, the U ones, like where it's like headlights pointing in yeah. one direction. Yeah. Uh-huh. And some of the pie ones I also have. Like oh, the interesting. Ones. I, I suggest because oh, I, I know. Like, not, I'm not counting soon and anti -soon. Okay, yeah, okay. I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. okay. Yeah, yeah. I think the the one, there's one U case which is particularly bad, which is. Uh, let me set it up real fast. I know exactly which one you're talking this about. This one? one? This one. This this one. Oh, where it's the same color twice. This, 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 one, this one is the worst one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. that one. We have the same one. <laughs> yeah. So th this one is really bad but, because this one is just set up to Y perm. But that's it's just a lot of moves for. Oh, I you, see. Because you because that means that like sometimes you're gonna have to do two PLLs, right? You're gonna have to do this one and then some sort of like edge PLL. So it's like not not great. So th this U one you might oh, you might I skip see. on. So, well, what's good is that you can learn. You can you should still be able to recognize it because then you will not do the anti case, right? Yeah, yeah. Or or I don't know maybe. I, well, you probably don't want to force the anti-case now that I'm thinking about it. But, like, yeah, at least you won't do the anti-case. And then I think I mean, all that... of the pie ones are good. I think I would recommend all the pie ones. Yeah, I, I heard some top cubers saying that um, for OLLCP, well, I check, maybe that's a little too advanced, but like you only need to know two variations right. in each case because yeah. you're just trying to avoid the diagonal PLLs. Right. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is totally worth like just explaining because if any okay. cubers are interested, by the way. So yeah, just definitely. keep going. Yeah. Well, I guess I could set it up. Okay. I have a few cubes. I don't know. Like, I'm worried that the sound of me cubing is going to distract people. Nah, I don't, it should be fine. We're just setting. It's we're we're. It's a cubing podcast, yeah, man. What are we gonna, cubing. What are we gonna yeah, yeah. do? What are we you gonna know, do? In, in 2016, uh, my brother and I had like a gaming podcast, but like 
I, I was watching it again and I realized like in the background you, you can hear me cubing like all the time. <laughs> and, and it was so bad. Well, because... that that one might have been distracting because cubing was not the main focus, right? But this is this is the cubing podcast, so of course we're, yeah. we're of course we're gonna cube a little yeah. bit, right? Well, yeah. j while Carrie uh, is setting that up, Manu, when you get this case, yeah, do, uh, I'm assuming you do ZBLL. Uh, if I know the ZBLL, if I don't do the Z, if I don't know the ZBLL, and sorry, audio listeners, you're not really gonna know what's going on. I do something weird like this because it just kind of so, flows well. What was the what was that alg? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just all muscle memory. This okay. is not. I mean, it, it's this actually. So it solves. It solves this. Uh, oh, it's just that alg. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just a white perm. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not a white perm. It it solves oh, this where where so like this is like if this is red then these two are opposite and then oh, it's it. it's like okay. opposite here got it, and here. Got it, got it. Yeah, so it's you're, very you're easy doing to recognize. CBLL alg. Oh, okay. I'm doing well. All any like. Any CLL you do will be a ZBLL for some case, right? Yes. So you're just doing a, a one that's not necessarily. I just don't do yeah, the yeah. Y one. You're right. But if I do recognize yeah. it, because the Y ones are easy to recognize, because they're they're very simple setups, and honestly, like you can, I I know those also just from doing blind. So yeah. if I can see it, it takes me it takes me time to recognize it. But if I see it, then I'll do it. I'm not saying that yeah. this is a necessarily a good thing, by the way. Like, so I guess while Carrie is still setting up, like I use ZZ. Wow. Which is why, like, is the only point of me learning COLL because, so ZZ like orients all of the edges. So because all the edges are going to be oriented, you're always going to get a COLL every single time, like no matter what. So you can always avoid diagonal cases. But the sometimes I don't avoid the soon ones because I'm just too lazy. But mm -hmm. in theory, you can also avoid the soons, and that way you will never get a diagonal case ever. So I remember many times Chai has like told me like. Hey, dude, did you look at this like cool new V perm? Like, nice. I oh. literally do not care. <laughs> oh, I am I never going to see this case, so thank you. This is this is a waste of my time. That's good. Well, then then you don't have to do Y perms either, and those aren't that bad. Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway, um, I did set up this OLL, which I'm sure you guys all know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is like the easiest example to like explain because. If you just do like pure CFOP, you would solve these OLLs in the same way. But mm -hmm. if you want to be more advanced, then you can look at the corner permutation, uh, like these four stickers here, to like figure out like, oh, maybe I can skip corner permutation while doing OLL. Yeah. yeah. See, this is hard with like the the camera in the other direction. But oh, like, okay, you can just do your solve, really. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. just do the solve. See here where like these two stickers are the same color then it's just sexy oh that's a bad word sexy sledge <laughs> oh demonetized oh, and no. then this one this one is not sexy sledge this one is like the backwards oh, really? version of well is i it... mean you could do le lefty sexy okay sledge. left okay yeah is that what you do is that what i mean i have no clue I... I don't i never see this whole else so oh because of zz yeah because of zz right right well um I guess like if the, the the edges were oriented, then you would know. But mm -hmm. I just do like the backwards of the first OLL of Y perm. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. But okay. Yeah. 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 That. Mm. So what you also could have shown is if you did the um, your algorithm one on the second cube. You would have oh, gone yeah. diagonal. diagonal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the concept. Yeah. So Carrie. Yeah. Go ahead. 
good angle. This, this, is, this is a good this angle. Is, this is the original. Yeah. Yeah. Original that's it. LOL yeah. on the second case, and you get a diagonal PLL, which is usually bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we to explain like there. So PLL. I guess we didn't. We didn't even explain PLL. PLL is per permutation of last layer. So what we in for CFOP solutions or CFOP based solutions, usually you solve the bottom two layers of the cube first, and then you leave the top layer to be solved later. There are two steps in solving the top layer. You need to orient the top layer. Top layer. So like you know, you bring all of the uh, you bring the same color on top. In this cube, it's it's yellow, um, and then you need to permute them. So you need to like shuffle the pieces around so they end up in the right place. So that final step is called PLL, and there are three different types of PLLs that you can get. There are PLLs that are like edges, edge only PLLs. So that's like something like this that you can see here. This is a U-perm for audio listeners. Um, so this one is only moving around the edges. You can see that all of the corners are like locked into their place. Um, or you can get, or you can get diagonal cases like the one that Carrie just showed off. This is a Y-perm. Um, so that one, that's like where you have to do a swap of diagonal corners. Um, and then so, there's another one called adjacent, which is actually the vast majority, well, maybe not vast majority, but the majority of PLLs are yeah. edge cases. And you yeah, want to avoid the diagonal things. cases because generally those algs are just worse. I think that there are yeah. five. There's the two N, there's E, V, and Y. And all of those yeah. are not particularly good algs. Y is okay. Yeah. I don't know if there's a mathematical reason to why diagonal algorithms are so bad. It might just be like luck of the draw. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because a, a priori, there's no reason why the diagonal one should be particularly worse. But yeah, maybe there's a reason we're like, yeah. you know, moving the edge from one corner to the other or moving the corner from one side to the all the way to the other side is just particularly harder. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the mathematical reason behind it, like why this sequence of moves is objectively worse. But for Cubers, the reason it feels that way subjectively is for the most part all of those algs ergonomically speaking is a lot worse than your traditional um pll's like adjacent pll's and um epll's basically uh they're just not very ergonomic it's hard to be efficient and fast because it's just hard to actually turn the cube um so for the most part we do try to avoid diagonal pll's that's why a whole like subset of algs exists to skip that uh, yeah. but that actually leads me to an interesting point, Carrie. Um, like, this is a whole theory crafting thing about how to be a cuber. Um, so 3x3 three three is a very fast event, Carrie, right? Um, yeah. Are you going to spend the time to recognize all of these cases and then execute these algorithms in an efficient manner? Or are you going to just do the solve as it's presented through your traditional 3x3 um, three three advanced method, right? So that's actually one thing that I had been practicing, Carrie. It's not really learning the alg, but learning the recognition. And I think there's this whole sort of thing, if you get into the niche of cubing, uh, cubing, cubing documentation, there's like Roll and Joel of basically using yeah. recognition to your advantage. Right. So I have another one. I know there's a ton of these cases to show, but just to highlight the point, these two are opposite recognition cases for OLL. So right. basically these yeah. are pi OLLs. Um, these are ones that Kerry said he did not learn, but this is a really easy one because the objectively optimal algorithm is super fast. And then also um, the secondary case that I'm gonna explain yeah. is also actually very fast. So we have Wait. the matching yellow 
Isn't that just gonna it. skip? Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have the matching yellow over here, and then the matching yellow on this side. So if these guys were if these were the same cases, yellow would be here and yellow would be here. But this one's the opposite case. So for me, um, I'm generally like a lazy learner. So my methodology on how to approach improving, and this is what I did in the pandemic, is recognizing the COLL. Uh, but it's not really recognizing the COLL, it's just recognizing the corner pattern. So I know when I execute the traditional pie alg, I get either a... Well, I'm gonna <laughs> you gotta need to can, do it right first. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna assume I can actually do it right. But you basically get <laughs> but, a skip or you get a U-perm. Now, if I execute HD. on this uh, case, um, I know for a fact I'm going to get E-perm, Y-perm, N-perm, N-perm, and then V-perm. So I know I'm going to get five cases potentially. Um, so my philosophy of how I've been cubing, I've been using the recognition to just predict what I'm going to get. And I'm just going to do the bad case because three by three, you hmm. only have so long to recognize. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good point, because I think there is a lot of emphasis in the Cuber community on learning more algs, but maybe half the time you could cut from learning new algs, you can cut just by knowing where the adjacent swap will be. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Without yeah. even learning a new algorithm. Yeah, yeah, that is probably, that, that would be pretty major, because like, if you can figure out like where the adjacent swap is going to be, and if you can figure out maybe even one more piece of information, like where, you know, like if there's going to be any sort of two by ones anywhere, then that is going to give you that that helps, is going to help you a lot, right? To figure out like okay, yeah. like I'm I'm going to narrow it down extremely so I know that I'm only going to get a small subset of algs. I mean, that in essence, that's really what um, COLL OLCP are, right? It's just like you just reduce the the algorithm set from potentially twenty one, you know, including five five pretty bad ones, five five good ones, and then everything in between to just five good ones. And even those, yeah. well, maybe not five good ones, really more like wait. four good ones and wait, four? No, three. H perm, so wait. U perm, U perm, H perm, Z, Z perm. perm. That's is it. that it? That's it. That's it. So I don't so even know what I'm talking about. Only Z perm is bad. Only Z perm. Only Z is right? bad. H is, yeah. H is pretty good. So right. another thing that is interesting about EPLLs is that Z perm and H perm are much rarer. So much rarer, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm drawing something. Maybe this is overkill, <laughs> but. And I guess the people listening on audio aren't going to even see it. But like, if you like split it into, you know, 12 equally sized chunks, the U perms, I could write A and B. It's oh, like, I didn't know that actually. This is how often you'll land on each of the EPLLs. Yeah, oh, so, really? U, so U is like uh, a third, UB two is thirds. a- Two thirds, oh. Well, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you have two thirds chance of getting one of the U perms, which are the same, they're just mirrored. And then you have oh. a sixth chance of getting Z, one twelfth chance of getting H, or one twelfth chance of getting skip. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. So it's almost like, it's almost like if you just learn the U perms and none of the others, you will get really good solves two thirds of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting because it reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of this thing. This is like not really related whatsoever, but this it reminds me of this thing in uh, in computational complexity about. Um, like, like probabilistically polynomial time solutions for things. Like, you know, like we're not, I'm not guaranteed to give you the correct answer, but you know, I can give you the correct answer 99% of the time in polynomial time. 
Sorry, that that this is like not really that related, but it's so, so, sort I, of like I'm that. I guess. I'm so lost. You, like oh. you lost me. Okay, okay. So so let, let me let me like turn it. <laughs> let me bring it back to cubing. Okay, so I in cubing terms, right? It's like the difference is like if you know the. So so here, in my opinion, this is a big advantage of knowing COL, right? And you know you can you can debate this all you want, but this is just my opinion. But so if you. If you have a COL, right? Like let's let's just say that you have all orange all edges oriented, and you just do the standard alg, right? If you don't even consider the CO the the corner permutation, then the probability that you get a skip is low. But if you do know the COL for that case and you do consider the corner corner permutation the corner permutation, the prob the probability that you get the PLL skip is suddenly increases. I think by a factor of six. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, by a factor of six, right? And all, all of that just by knowing a couple algs. Because it's one in 72 originally. Oh, one in 72. Yeah, That's and then, what I was going to ask. And then it jumps to one in 12, right? And even if you don't get the skip, you have an extremely high probability of getting a good case. You only have like, I think, what, two and one sixth chance of getting a case that is not that is bad case. But even that bad case is better than some other algs that you could get. Like, I don't know. I would rather get a yeah. Z perm than a G perm, right? Yeah. So that, well, that's yeah. that's like kind of my philosophy. It's like you if you don't learn COL, then you're sometimes you're just leaving you're just leaving you're just giving up your chance at a skip sometimes, which is I don't know. So that that's part of the reason why I I think COL is cool and part of the reason why I started doing edge orientation in the first place. Because if you don't orient your edges, then you have zero chance of getting an OL skip. I actually think that in the future we should just have a podcast where it's not really so much of a of a. Free-flowing dialogue, but we should actually do some sort of like debate thing because yeah. this whole like conceptual thing. I think let's just turn it into like you know, um, hot topics and then like uh, bullet points of just like why this works, why it doesn't, because it's it's very personal preference. It's very personal how you want to do it, right? How you learn. Everyone learns differently, so some things will work for others. So I think that's all interesting stuff. Um, Kind of on the same topic, like COLL was something you were thinking about, like just finishing up. But did you guys learn anything else, um, cubing related? Have you picked up any new cubing skills, like in this free time? Is yeah, anything stood out. Yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, I've been blabbering on about ZZ, right? But I think about like, uh, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I was not a ZZ solver. Actually, I think I don't remember when, but at some point, like when I got. At some point, because I think like before the pandemic, I was like maybe like a 13 second solver. But at some point I got this 12 second average official and a sub 10 single official in comp. And at that point I was just like, okay, like I like clearly I'm just going to like use CFOP forever, forever, right? But then during the pandemic when I was not concerned about results or anything, like to me it was just like, okay, you know, I could just grind CFOP forever. I, clearly I'm not particularly good at it also, right? Like I could just do this forever or I could like try and learn something new. And at that point, I was just like, okay, you know, I already, because for CFOP, I was already orienting edges in F12 using, uh, I think it's like VHLS or yeah, yeah, VHLS. So I was like, okay, you know, if I'm already orienting orienting edges, I'd already learned COL at that point. So I was like, why don't I try ZZ? Because ZZ is also orienting edges, but you know, it's slightly more free flowing when you can make like your your first two layers. So I decided to try ZZ, and that was absolutely awful. Like, I had no clue what I was doing. I, like, could not track the edges properly whatsoever. But for some reason, because... I think because there were no competitions. And because there was like, just no pressure whatsoever. I just continued at it. And I just, like, kept learning. 
Uh, like, I just did a bunch of solves over and over, just completely untimed. I'm sure they were all awful. Like, you know, before I was like a 13 second solver, these were probably worse than 30 seconds. But over time, like, I eventually figured out, like, okay, like, these are, like, the things I need to look out for. And eventually, like, I got better and better to the point where I never thought this would happen. But last year in, the, in one of the SAC competitions, or wait, not one of the SAC comp, the only SAC competition to happen last year, uh, I actually got a sub-15 average using ZZ, which was very surprising to me. So, yeah, that, that was, to me, that, that's, like, one of the cool things that I've, like, picked up during the pandemic and at least for the foreseeable future i'm probably going to continue to use zz not because i'm faster or anything just because it's new it's interesting and i'm like not completely awful at it yeah i was gonna say you could either be the competition's <laughs> 20th best cfop solver or it's best zz solver <laughs> i don't know if the, i don't know if anyone keeps track of like you know who's like well, oh who's what, using yeah, zz no who's using cfop Actually, that was one thing that we were considering doing for the live streams, right? Is like, like, you know, you can see like as people are solving, like what their like quirks are. You can tell like, oh, this person is is color neutral or even if they're not color neutral, it's like, oh, this person is red cross solver, right? Which is kind of unique. So you'd be able to like pick out different things like that. But I think right now, ZZ, it, I don't, I can't really say if ZZ is an underdeveloped method. Would you say that it's pretty developed as a method? I, it almost, I, I don't know much, much like ZZ the, theory. The, the exploration of it. I mean, I don't, I don't know either, um, but I, I, it's I'm, been around for a while. Yeah, ZZ has been around for a while. Uh, I think ZZ is like not, I think like the general consensus is ZZ is not the, it is not like the fastest speed solving method. I think CFOP is like a 60 move solution. I think Rue, if you include M moves, is like 50 moves, and ZZ is also like something like 50 moves. I don't remember these. I'm slightly pulling these numbers out of my ass. Yeah, but well, uh, like that—that's that's what I was thinking about, right? So, if if you're listening to this section of the podcast, if you go to search Rue R O U X and then um, search up people back in the day who would solve the three by three with Rue. Um, it actually wasn't that fast, but right now, some of the best solvers in the world, or like two or three of them, at least in the top 20 or 30, um, there's a couple, I think Sean and, uh, Keon, right? Yeah, and there's also Fami now. I don't know if Fami's yeah. gone to a, a competition. Oh, but I, I don't know. But Sean Patrick Villanueva, if you search him on YouTube, um, no one turns as fast as him in Rue. And he really, really pushed the boundaries of like the times that were achievable. Um, Rue was already pretty famous for one-handed results, yeah, um, right? But that's what I was gonna say with ZZ. Like ZZ gets really good one-handed results. Did Phil do ZZ? Uh, I think at some. Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember. I think okay, so. yeah. Okay. And then, and then our a close friend. Uh, I don't know if she was female world record two. She at was at some at, one, at some point. She was yeah. Oh. She's a very good ZZ solver. But yeah. the, the thing about the ZZ solvers that I know is they're not like Sean. Like, I haven't seen a ZZ solver that's really, really pushed the TPS. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. the method yeah. is designed for, like, ergonomics, RUL. I, I don't know. Maybe people argue RUL yeah. is not that ergonomic. I mean, but it is pretty efficient, right? Yeah. There was yeah, a Korean yeah. Sorry, solver in 20... Like, there's a Korean solver in 2015 or something who got a 5 with ZZ. But he was still maining CFOP. Oh, so wow. I think for him it was just um, an interesting thing to try. I don't remember his name though, but he was Korean. I yeah. see. But like, no one's really pushed it. That's the thing. So like the method hasn't really been pushed to its limit of its capabilities. 
but at this know. point, like no. CFOP has been CFOP has been so developed into this like pseudo methodology kind of thing. Like right now, most people like you say CFOP, like half of the like the best CFOP solvers, they don't even do the O in CFOP. They do some sort of like weird OLL into ZBLL kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Guys, do you guys know um, what's his name? Oh, that's the first time that I saw it, Patrick Potts. So basically, he would do uh, he would do a soon in an OLL to get a different ZBLL. So like basically, he huh. would have like two edges oriented in an OLL, and instead okay. of doing the OLL to get a PLL, I think he would do a soon to get a ZBLL. And well, soon that's or something like that. Yeah, no, I don't no, no, know. Some... Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Interesting. Yeah, I know that um, like Jaden McNeil talked about how. Okay, I don't know how to set up this alg. Oh, it's not soon. Sorry, it's a uh, f sexy. F sexy. Yeah. Yeah, f sexy Sorry, okay. that that orients uh, orients edges. I have to flip some corners. <laughs> this OLL. So, um, I guess people hate this OLL so much. I don't even Jaden do McNeil. OLL, and I and I hate this OLL. This OLL looks awful. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like no blocks on the sides, um, and so people just do f sexy f prime, and they'll get. A ZBLL. I think you can go into a t the T set. I don't know how, but I heard the T ZBLLs, there's 72 of them, are the nicest. T ZBLLs are very, very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, T's and bow ties. The 72 of them. <laughs> okay, look. So ZBLL as a whole is like 470 total ALGs, right? Like, you know, you're not going to learn the soons because you don't really, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if you really need the soons. I guess if you know full ZBL like Anthony Brooks or something, then yeah, well then then you know the full ZBLL. But like, the T's are like I think are relatively easy. T's and bow ties I think are the easiest ones, and then after that I think mm -hmm. is U maybe. U, yeah. I think H and Pi are pretty hard to learn, and then no one learns S and AS. I think, well, the thing is, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say H and Pi are harder to recognize. I think because like there yeah. aren't blocks on the sides. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they're they are. I mean, U is a pretty good case just to learn alternative algs for. <clears throat> Actually, that was the first COLL subset that I learned. I, I learned U first because I was really bad at executing the headlights out. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird because like the stock alg that we're all taught, which is like... Uh, RUD. Yeah, it's an RUD alg. Is like, I don't know. To me, it like does not flow particularly well. There's a better RUD alg that... Uh, well, I messed up this cube, but I can I can set it up. Th oh, there's a better RUD alg to that uh, that you can use that like flows a lot better. I mean, if you're a listener and you're um, if you're a listener and you can visualize what I'm talking about, the RUD alg. If you do wide R for all of those algorithms on four by four, you actually get two edge. You get the last two um, last two edges cases. You can solve those. So wide R and then do the headlight alg. It's it's a wait, pretty I, good, wait, pretty I good tactic. Wide R. Yeah, just execute the alg. R U D. <clears throat> you get last two edge cases. Wait, I got <clears throat> this. Yeah, exactly. Look at your wait. edges. You get last two edges. Oh, so you have yep. two, oh. two edge pairs that ah. have not yeah, been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when you're I, on I your like... last two edges in your in your edge pairing, you can oh, use those algorithms. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Up, back, and upright, and then I just do this. Yeah. Okay, I did, I did and the then wrong way. I think no, yeah, it's, it's, a three, it. it's a three cycle, right? So yeah, it's a three yeah. cycle. 
But if you do the inverse of that, if you do U2 or a wide R2, the other yeah, out for R2. it, then that solves the other case. So if you're listening, food for thought. It's yeah. a really good out case to know. Yeah, anyway, ahead, the, Nate, the one that I was thinking about is is this um, is this corner oh, yeah. corner orientation. So the, the headlights are matching and then the back ones are not matching. This one flows particularly well. And is also RUD. I don't know. That, that one is one of my oh. favorites. Oh, when, when I get that case, see, that's one of the COLs I do not know. And I'm just tempted to do F sexy F prime and then hope I get like an ELL that I know. No, I, I think dude, I really, part... I really, really recommend that one. That one and no. its inverse are both, yeah. are okay, both yeah. really, really good. That's arguably probably the default U. Uh, that one really should, I don't know. In my opinion, that one should be the default U. Not the, not the one that's like this. That one should not be the default. But, but anywho, I mean, the U set for COLL is, is pretty worth it. It's just that one weird Yeah, the one so ALG is really about, bad. I mean, if you think about it, it's basically a Y perm into, the Y perm into EPLL, right? Yeah, it's set up, set that, up to that's, all, that's all it is. Now, if you do a Y perm, set up to a Y perm and then do a Z perm, that's really bad. Yeah. It happens. It actually happens a lot. So, but, but you know what? Yeah, I mean, one you can. Six, you yeah, can probably. Okay. You can probably. Um, you can probably recognize that actually going into it, like you can because it's just set up into Y perm, right? You're not moving a lot of edges around, so you can probably recognize that, like, okay, like if I do this, if I do this alg, I'm gonna get a Z perm, which is actually another good thing about COLL is that like you know at some point, like especially with uh, T and bow tie, you can recognize your EPLL while you're doing your COLL. So then, like mm -hmm. you just have completely. There's no pause. You immediately know what the what the what the next algorithm is. But yeah, it's the same thing. So with if you do end up getting that algorithm, you can just kind of recognize, and you'll know that like okay, like I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get a bad alg. Let me try a different alg, or well, or you're just prepared for it, right? And you're like, okay, I'll just take it. But so like when I see, and it kind of works in reverse too, right? Like if I I could do my stock COL, but if I know that I if I do a different alg, I'm gonna get a skip or a better case. Then I'll just do the other alg instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. You could learn. Well, ZB sorry, just go ahead, for that. I'm still thinking. Go oh, ahead. Kerr. I was gonna say that if there's one C O L L that you absolutely hate, just learn the twelve Z B L Ls that go with it, and you'll <laughs> skip every time. That is true. Oh my. <laughs> You yeah. will skip, but the thing is, like, if you hate that COL, then all of those twelve ZOLs are, are still going to be bad. Yeah, because like, yeah, ideally the COL would be the best of the. Would be the best ones. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the drawback to COL at the end of the day. The drawback was like you learned six algs for one case, six six algs for one shape, right? Like that's not ideal for some people. I mean, yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, I haven't finished COL either, Carrie, so. Yeah, oh, in so theory, like, you, you, you can get away with two. You, yeah. If your goal is just corner avoidance, you can get away with two. Yeah. And I think yeah. all of the all of the sets have a, have two algs which are good, that are that should be able yeah. to avoid corner cases. So. Well, yeah, that's, that's the that's the other thing. Would you learn the 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 secondary pi alg versus just doing the dyad case? I mean, I know your answer, right? The secondary pi algs are not the secondary pi algs are not that bad in my opinion. They, they, they it's are not that bad. They are pretty good out. Like dude, like dude, there's one which is just uh, which is the alg that like just rus. There's there's an alg that that's the alg that I just showed you the the rudu one, but it's just a soon at the end. 
and that one is an that one is an adjacent one. So you would so if you do that on the dyad case, you're gonna get the edge case. Wow. So I guess so. There, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that there are at least two in every single um, in every single subset that is uh, that are good enough and that you will always avoid. And for a soon and anti soon, you can also do this. You can just use Nicholas for the other ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas and soon will help yeah. you avoid all diags. Yeah. So if your goal is just pure diag avoidance, you can you can do it relatively easily. And you already know seven. You already know seven of the algs anyway. Most of the other algs are kind of straightforward. So pure like diag avoidance is pretty easy to do in my opinion. And full CLL is not that much more. I think, um, yeah. yeah, we should definitely, we should definitely come back to this a little bit. I think we should do a debate show because this is like just an interesting thing. And I know other the people have the debate episode as well. We should literally have like a debate with like the uh the listeners too we should allow the listeners to make comments on it you know and then see like have their opinions you know be on the show oh maybe like um, a twitch stream or something i well, not a twitch stream it's just like you know not like a q a but like hey we're gonna talk about this we're gonna debate this what points you guys have to share but i just think there are just so many opinions on this uh, but yeah, just just yeah just to switch gears a little bit um because we're kind of like you know midway through the podcast maybe like third force of the way in you know i mean like when we learned cubing skills during the pandemic, we had a we had a lot of time, right? Um, did you guys what else what else did you guys learn in the pandemic, like not related mm. to cubing? Did did you guys pick up anything else? I mean, Carrie, you mentioned how you were like always like shuffling between hobbies. Oh yeah. I guess um yeah like you, Michael, I had like a nine month period where I didn't touch any cubes at all. I think there was a time when I got like a sub three four blind solve and I was just like that's it that's like wow. you know my long-term goal so I'm gonna that quit really fast. And, yeah. and like I, I haven't gone back to the event since then which is like almost two years ago now um I think um I, I, I decided I'm gonna try switching to Lin for square one hmm. <laughs> this is out, very out of left field but there's this like uh, Speedcuber, his name is Alessandro Ricci, and he's like a Lin solver, but he's the first one I think who's getting close to the world record. I, I know that like Helmer Ewer was also close, but I know these are like square one solvers, so it's like a completely different ball game. But to me, like Manu, you said like learning ZZ was fun just because it was interesting and fresh, yeah. and I think that switching to Lin could be my equivalent of that for square one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's cool that like you know. Even though, like, you know, a lot of these puzzles, especially the WCA puzzles, are, like, so well documented, you know? Like, if you want to get fast, there are, like, there are things that you can do, right? But there are also just, like, so many other things that are just, like, not really explored that much. Like, for me, one of those things is, like, com commutators, right? Like, obviously, like, people who do uh, FMC, like, know a lot more about commutators. But sometimes I'll just, like, randomly be doing some something. And, you know, I'll be like watching a YouTube video and I'm just like turning my cube, right? And I'll just like try and just like do like some dumb commutator. I'll, I'll do a set of moves. I'll do some other, uh, what do you call it? The the transfer or? Interchange. The interchange, yeah, yeah. I'll just do, I'll pick a random move and I'll just try that as the interchange. And then, you know, I'll I'll just create the this commutator. I'm just like, huh, okay, cool. I guess like I can move these pieces around. And I don't know, it's just cool to like see those things and without like having to study it, study it 
or like you know be super serious about it just like extremely casual just to like learn how it works yeah, it's experimentation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and like that there are a lot of things like other things during the pandemic. I've picked up way too many hobbies, I think, during the during the pandemic. Like at some point, like I was I really wanted to do drawing and at some point I I guess I'm still kinda into shogi. Um then obviously there's there's cubing. Um there I was also streaming a little bit. There's I was playing a lot of games. There are too too many hobbies, I think. Too too much time during the pandemic. Now that I have a job like, you know, this is like job restricts me from uh, having too many things to do. True. Yeah, yeah, but it's good to have tried out. Yeah. Carrie, oh. you, you tried streaming too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I tried streaming on Twitch, but I realized I just couldn't get very much of an audience on Twitch. So I went to YouTube and one of my college friends also wanted to be a streamer at the same time. I guess since like she streams publicly, I can name drop her. Yeah. Hey, yeah, online. Fine. Um, and yeah, yeah. So we tried streaming like popular games like Roblox. <laughs> nice. Um, and I forget what else. I mean, like obviously Minecraft, survival, survival, Minecraft, multiplayer, server, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's like a, a very different culture from making polished videos. Yeah, 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 it's like it's like way more like off the cuff. Sort of like yeah. this, right? Like this is also like kind of off the cuff. Yeah, but like streaming, the craziest thing is that people are interacting with you as you're making content. <laughs> so sometimes someone will say something out of left field, and you got to figure out like should I respond or should I not say anything. <laughs> sometimes people would like ask me to like go through my files on my computer because they're curious what was on there, and like <laughs> that's, that's an invasion of privacy, dude. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but like they, they've managed to glean some information because I'll like flash the like file explorer on the screen for a few frames and <laughs> Dude, you, you, it's, you it's fun. You, you, should, you shouldn't feed these guys, man. Well, no, no like the, the folders that I will expose are exposed safe. Like they're not uh, going to have private information. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's not like your homework folder or anything, right? Or, or like uh, social security number, legal documents, uh, right, right, right. that stuff they, they're not going to see. Six 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 six. That's too many. Oh numbers. shoot! Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh well. No. Now you can steal my identity. Uh oh. oh no. Uh oh. See, I the reason why I think Chad was able to guess that is because, uh, in the last podcast episode, you wanted to rate your fish burrito as six, right? And that kind of oh, that, that tipped said... us off. I forgot. Oh, yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, That kind of tipped us. It was a little suspicious that you that you wanted to give it a six, and so you're yeah, like, like, and you were specifically avoiding that number. So yeah, yeah we're on to you, Carrie. Fishy. Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> next time, fishy. I, next time, if 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 someone asks me to rate my fish burrito, I'm just gonna say zero out of ten because then there's no weeds. There's nothing they can figure out from that well what if what he's if you get your binary he's not gonna binary what, what if binary. you get your number changed to zero 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 i think it's already taken by who george washington i don't know <laughs> i don't know if he had a son <laughs> he, oh, he did not have a social oh, security no no, no social okay i don't want that to get like clipped in like proof that carrie doesn't know american history <laughs> i know social security started in the 1930s during the great depression because of franklin delano roosevelt and George Washington died 1799. So that sounds right. That sounds right to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like, sounds yeah, right. I know. I know for a fact he did not live in the 19th century. 
Wow, dude. He died December 14th. 1799 yeah so he missed out he missed out dude he could have like lived wait i guess we all lived in like two we lived in two different millennia right but he could have lived in two different centuries but he was just off by two weeks man that really sucks yeah imagine being Uh, george washington what a loser man man this is like he he didn't he wasn't the first president of uh, a world superpower Uh, smh yeah well like yeah but streaming we kind of touched on it a little bit in the previous episodes, but how did you just feel personally? Like, did you feel like, it, do you still do it at all? Is this something you want to continue? Um, I keep, I, I keep telling Catherine that I'm gonna like get back into it because there's all these other games. Like we we're talking about streaming Pokemon, but I yeah. think, like I, um, sometimes it feels like I am. You know the song Dance Monkey? Yes. Where it's like dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Yeah. It, it feels like like the the audience is wanting me to do something and it's just, oh, I should just do it to like please the masses. Because enough right? people want it. And, and sometimes it's like, oh, you should say this funny meme line. <laughs> and I'm like, like I don't even know what this is, but I guess since you want me to say it, I'll say it. It just never say um, it, dude. It's always a D's nuts joke. It's always a D's nuts joke. It's well, always a D's nuts joke. There were some of those, but I know there were a lot of like sussy baka. Oh requests. no! <laughs> um, you know now there's gonna I, yeah. be a clip of you saying sussy baka on the internet. Oh no, right? there already is. Okay, well, it just adds to it. Oh lord. The, yeah, the yeah, Carrie Cage Sussy Baka collection. This is like gonna be a new NFT yeah, collection I'll, or something. I'll add another one. Sussy Baka! Oh my gosh! Now there's two. You can you can like I don't know, make oh make a, a compilation. compilation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. But I, I think it's like it, it kind of makes it streaming less fun because sometimes I just want to focus on the game. But you know, I wanna like respect my audience for coming because you know they're supporting me. So um there is a dichotomy yeah no that's that's definitely true um i would say i probably don't have to deal with maybe the amount of chatters that you have in your stream but when i stream uh i i want to focus on my cube i want to focus on good times but of course just trying to be interactive um i I try to do what i want to do on stream because that's the only way that you can stream consistently but there are times where I notice that my actual performance is just so much lower because I just get so distracted with what's going right. on in chat. Right. Like maybe it's something positive, right? Like maybe I'm having a good time, but my solves are tanking, right? Terribly. So it's just it's definitely true. Um so but I definitely think that the cause hearing you talk about it makes me realize the mind of a live streamer versus the mind of like a videographer youtube content creator is is just a little bit different you know just just the way that like maybe you're concerned with how the content will look at the end of the day because i think live stream is so off the cuff like yeah just even like like oh mistake like oh should i open a file like when i'm live streaming i don't even think about it like that's not something that crosses my mind like either it happens or it doesn't (laughs) right so but you know what that's probably because not as many people watch me when i stream I, I, i average like 10 viewers on twitch i mean if you're streaming cubing though you are like you're not showing your computer yeah. screen so you yeah. are safer no that's that. true you're not playing games or anything that that's true that's true plus like the the yeah. audience is just different right like because cubing because uh, cubing streams are like kind of new or at least like you know one-on-one cubing streams not like live streams of competitions or something 
So I guess like the audience also has like a tempered expectation of like they, they want to interact you more as like with a person I feel like rather than like when you're playing as someone on a game and it's just like haha this is funny internet man like now he will I will I will tell him to do something and he will do it and then if he doesn't do it I will get upset. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like speed cubing is, um, well, it's like not as designed to be watched. So I think, you know, averaging 10 viewers is actually like pretty impressive because, you know, like, you know, the streamer is just solving. And I, I assume like while you're solving, you're not even looking at chat. So, you know, people are just sort of like popping in and then popping out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting that you say that speed cubing is like not suited to like uh viewership that's or, interesting but we i think we should discuss that on another day i think the, the podcast yeah, is running quite long at this point yeah it's getting kind of long i guess okay i didn't mean that like it's not spectator spectator friendly but if you do like an average of 100 then right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know people oh, a good oh i know exactly what you're talking about like a good example did you watch uh laser monkey at all yeah i, I would watch his videos when they would come out on youtube so like were... I mean I'm sure Philip would you know say the same thing, but when he started doing the Monkey League competitions on his Twitch stream, uh, what he would do is they would do like a what first to fifty best out of a hundred, basically. Yeah. It was like an Iron Man challenge one on one, mm -hmm. and dude, I could not watch like the first forty solves. Like the last ten solves were fantastic, but it was just so long and tedious. So your point is oh, completely valid, but it's just like he ch because of that like he changed it up. With how monkey league worked and it's much more fast paced mm -hmm. so but you're definitely yeah. right like solve after solve after solve it it does get tiring after a while for sure yeah i mean that's why competitions are good because they give you five solves these are high stakes solves um so they're not going to get bored yeah 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 definitely um yeah i think we should wrap up this podcast what do you guys think yeah i think yeah gonna... i think um this is a good length yeah, we got a lot of good discussion out of this one. Hopefully, yeah. the viewers all enjoyed. I think we, we this was good because, like, we started with, like, what, Pandemic and then moved on to... What did we even talk about? Oh, whatever. I'll figure out while I We talked a lot it. about, like, diagonal PLLs yeah, and yeah, COLL. Yeah. Uh, this is how it is at the end of the day, eh? I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes, diag like, at the end of the day, sometimes you have to face your fears. So don't be afraid of diagonal PLLs, ladies and gents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, they're not that Quotes bad. Quotes by Chai yeah not that bad not that sometimes bad. you fear fear the fear itself oh yeah that's a that's also fdr i think oh really i didn't know all right the only enemy so, i think he said it after uh i think he said it after pearl harbor but anyway so i, I recommend it. we try everyone getting ready to clap and oh sing that just like last time <laughs> oh, what do you guys think this is Should never going to work eyes. All right, That's so kind of we're just going to all go silent for, like, a couple a seconds, and we're just going to try clapping. Oh, he's going to blindfold, too, so... Should, are we doing just... it blindfolded? Oh. oh, are we supposed I to be doing it blindfolded? I, just... I don't know. I'm just going to turn around. There's no okay. way. Dude, there's absolutely zero chance that this is going to work, but... All right, I'm I just guess. I'm going to count down to the 3, 2, 1, right? Then... All right. 3, 2, 1. Did you guys even clap? Did I clap? No. I, I clapped. clapped. I okay, clapped well, I couldn't you hear you because, because your your Discord does not your Discord filters out your claps. So, all right. Well, this is a complete wash in a What did I tell you, dude? Anyways, I, dude, ladies I, and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just assume it happened at the same time. Like, is Schrodinger's clap? 
This has been the greatest cubing podcast in the world, over-inspected. We are out. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Okay, that's the end.